Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, I just looked up, uh, let's see here. I wanted to know Jack Nicholson's age when he filmed The Shining. Mm. Do you guys have any idea? Uh, 40? Close. Uh, 43. That's exactly right. 43. Oh my God. Wow. Is that just a good guess? I think so. Or did you literally use some kind of math? No, I didn't do any math. And I looked up right to Tom Hanks when he did Forrest Gump and he was, I, I believe he was 42. Oh. So these guys did some of their best work in their 40s. Yeah. You, you guys have nothing to be afraid yeah. of, okay? Right. We have our whole life ahead of us. And I was looking at it up because I saw Dr. Sleep. Did you guys see Dr. Sleep? No, not yet. If you are a king head, go see Dr. Sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. The Whoever wrote it, the, the writer, um, and managed to meld the movie and the book together to make a pretty impressive sequel, if you're a king head. If you're not, uh, you might not be as jazzed, but every Stephen King fan I've talked to loved Dr. Sleep. Uh, that's why I checked out his age, 43 years old, and he looks great, sexy as ever. What a hairline. Those, se- <laughs> those 70s hairlines are still sexy now if you meet a man who has that hairline. Right. But they're, they're just not hyped up as much. Yeah, yeah Nicolas they're not Cage a- has that hairline. But I'm talking about sexiness. Well, his is guys. an illusion. Well, Nicholas yeah, Cage's Nicol- hairline. And Nicholas Cage is also like they, yeah, like he has all sorts of hair implants and shit. But like when ba- he used to have that hairline, and then Hollywood ruined him and was like, <laughs> no, you must have a strong hairline. But yeah, I, I feel like they're not allowing that sort of hairline in movies anymore. You yeah. either either get hair plugs or shave your head clean like uh, Bruce Willis. We got to bring bald back, Steve. Bring it back. Well, not bald. It's just a deep, deep V. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The back halo. I mean, think about Bill Murray, about about all that stuff. And these are sexy men. Yeah, they're not, uh, you know, conventionally attractive per se. But uh, raw sexuality rarely is, okay? There's, you know, I'm talking about oozing off. Let's slam down in the bedroom. Let's see what you got. Battle Let's bot see what you got style. Yeah. Battle bot style. <laughs> 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 like, like in Alexander, you remember when uh, Colin Farrell was just with Rosario Dawson, like they were literally almost punching each other? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of sex I'm talking about. Man, you yeah. know what's funny? I Wait, was what was that in? In the movie it's Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. Oh, in Alexander. That was a terrible movie. Bad bombed. Movie. Right. Bad, bad movie. And yeah. also, it's funny. I was so fucked up when I saw that film, like on Xanax or some shit. <laughs> I only remember three parts. It's that part and this other part where Val Kilmer is talking about a horse and he goes, his mind is broken. <laughs> about a horse? Yeah, that couldn't be tamed. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I have so many funny memories about being uh, effed up in the theater. Like, I remember I was drunk and I saw Troy and I was just so drunk at some point. Like, yeah. we took tall boys in. Yeah, yeah. I just like went and sat in the lobby. It was like the last showing at the Covina AMC and then the people came up to me and they were like, hey, we're going to get rid of these hot dogs unless you want to buy them for 99 cents. And I was like, this is the best night of my <laughs> yes. life. Don't remember Slam the movie. three movie hot dogs <laughs> for $3. Yeah. Yes, please. Another one, uh, Frailty, that movie. Yes. I fell as fully, I was awake for the first credits, woke up at the very end. <laughs> Wait, what is Frailty? It's it was like Bill Paxton. Bill right? pa- filmed in Covina. Oh. Really? Yes. So Holy the, the, shit. It's very odd that you're saying that. My mom lives right by where... They filmed that in Covina, Frailty. Yeah. It's kind of like these weird – it's a smaller thriller 
Got but it. it's actually very good. Yeah. And he Is has there like, like psychic... multiple personality no. things? Someone has someone you're trying to figure out if they really have psychic abilities. Right? Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. It's like a prop, pro, like the, someone's Prophetic a prophet. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was right around the time like uh, a cram. I remember very vividly uh, Ocean Spray started making white cranberry peach juice. Mm. And me and my friends mixed, mixed that with a bunch of vodka yeah. in the back of his trailblazer. <laughs> and we fucking went to that movie. I was fucked. Uh, oh man, I was fucking like, this is fucking 2001 this shit came out or 2002 so I was 18 yeah and I'm fucking that, s- is that the Chevy Blazer back before they gave it a nickname uh no it was when they it was the new body style uh, shout oh, out okay. to Chris it was his uh his uh black uh trailblazer but yeah mm. it wasn't the old school blazer what is a myth what's something people think is true you know to be false love is the most important part of a relationship okay yeah. mm-hmm. what's the most important part uh, I think there's a bunch of things, but I think right. love is maybe 25%. Right. It's like not even that big right. of a deal. Um, have you been in love more than once? Uh, I don't know, actually. All maybe right. like one and a half. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't feel even, I don't feel like you even want to talk about it. So gonna, <laughs> yeah. And you're married too, so right. yeah, you can't be talking like that. You're like, yeah, as soon as I saw my wife for the first right. time, I can't one and a half. <laughs> but uh, I've been in several relationships, and I know people who are just looking for love. But, you know, I think how people communicate, how you argue, uh, the, the same values you mm-hmm. have, uh, what you want to spend your money on. There's a bunch of other things that play such an important part. And I just think I know too many people who, when they find love, they'll, like, try to hold on to it at all costs. And it's, like, not that big of a deal. Man. Yeah. 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 You'd be surprised how quickly you can find love. Yes. Around. Yes. It, but, it, like you say, it's really those other things. Like, sure, of course, that love is there, but... Are y'all acting as a team? Yeah, is the one thing because too many people are too caught up, especially when they argue. In someone has to be the good guy and someone's the bad guy, and we will now begin to litigate who is the bad person between the two of us because it's a binary. And yep. if you are the bad person, then I can flex on you and be like, "Well, you were bad that time." Versus like, "What's is there a problem? Okay, do we need to fix it? Are are we still sort of have this egoic attachment to being like?" But I was right and you were wrong. Because if things happen, you can approach it as a partnership and be like, okay, yeah, I fucked up. I'm I'm like actually sorry. Like we can we should we should do that differently. And it doesn't have to be like, but you're bad. Well, you brought I'm, up an important point right there. That's one of the things I've learned in romantic relationships is uh if you're with a good person and you should only date good people, uh people that tip. really love you and you know are are yeah aren't using you for free <laughs> meals. Yeah. Uh, if you're with that someone who is a good person and they love you. Nobody that loves you ever really does anything to hurt you on purpose. So yeah. that's so you have to start from that place where is if this person did something to hurt me, they didn't do it on purpose. And so say, hey, this hurts me. Mm-hmm. Or when you do this, this bothers me. And it makes me feel this way. And uh, then they usually go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then you just move on. Right. Versus like, that was so fucked up. I don't know why the fuck you would do that. How dare you? It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 I'm sorry. I took a dump on I mean, top of the toilet. That, that's again. why, honestly, I, I I would almost say a person's uh, argument style is more important than love because, uh, yeah, people can be very vicious and mean or they uh, carry uh, patterns that they saw in their childhood yep. incorrectly mm-hmm. to that thing. And, and you know, you're going to just bump into problems more. So, yeah, I do think people talk about finding love. I think it's kind of a false narrative and it's been sold, a wholesale bill of golds, like sold bullshit to us as something that's super important. Find someone you have fun with. Find someone, like I said, you want to spend your money on the same thing. and Find someone you communicate with. And uh, I think, and, you know, that's why I'm a huge fan of uh, arranged marriages. 
<laughs> Says uh, the poly guy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that, like, if love is a feeling, like, I definitely, like, when I was a kid, had, like, that, like, heartsick, like, feeling more mm. than I ever did, like, as an adult. Like, that, like, sort of, oh, my God, I'm completely destroyed <sighs> yeah, over yeah. this shit. And, like, I, I feel like that was because I wasn't a complete person. Like, I hadn't, oh, like, fully, yeah. like, lived my life. And so, yeah, there was just, like, more tied up in that. I, and I wasn't, I, like, ready for it. I cried over a girl who broke up with me, and we only held hands. Right, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? No, That's I how, could, yeah. When you realize how fucked up the stakes are, you're like, I don't know. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Why are you fucking 11 years old? <laughs> Why would she do that? <laughs> All right. So Bill Barr got his report. He had been working on this. He'd been traveling around the world, yeah. talking to people, interviewing people. Uh, probably going to various going libraries. To, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> looking in the card catalog. It was like the Da Vinci Code. Right. Uh, yeah. But with a walrus-faced asshole named Bill Barr. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, he, you know, he asked the inspector general, he said, I need you to investigate, you know, how the FBI came to begin this investigation of, like, Russian meddling in 2016. You know, Carter Page, with the, what happened with these FISA warrants. Right. What, what was really going on with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, these FBI agents who had the temerity to say that they thought Trump shouldn't be president yeah. while being in the FBI. Um, because I think he was really hoping that someone would come back with the report basically saying, well, I guess if, in your mind, if you are like this Republican fantasy politician who has complete disregard for facts and objectivity, you would hope that the inspector general would come back with a report that said, oh, yeah, there's all these biased FBI Hillary loving agents who are against the president. The Steele dossier was the entire basis of our legal system. Um, and Obama wired everything. <laughs> tapped right. everything yeah. and, and was, Obama listened to it all and was being so spooky at, at Trump Tower but the problem is this inspector general he is known as like being a stickler and being very as many people uh, DOJ uh, past and present officials said he's known for being nitpicky a little bit uh. um, like when even like when Eric Holder was attorney general uh, reports it's kind of what back. you would want Inspector General, right? Yeah, like somebody who's a stickler look, for details. Yeah, looking yeah. under yeah. rocks and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you say, hi, can you investigate my house and yes. tell me what's going on? Is my right. house in order? Are people behaving correctly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You kind of need those people to be like, yeah, I go by the letter right. of the law here. Ah, yeah. that home inspector, such a stickler for details. Yeah, it's so like, annoying. Damn. Okay, yeah. there's a hole in the roof. <laughs> Fine. But like, you can put cardboard and trash right. bags. It works. Right. Um, and so now he's come back. Um, oh, and I was saying with Eric Holder, like typically attorneys general will be like, yo, come on. Like they'll be like, this person went too hard. William Barr's like, nah, I don't like what this guy said. Uh, because <laughs> what came back from the inspector general is that there was nothing untoward going on. Right. Like, everything happened to the letter of the law. Uh, all these other conspiracy theories that they've been running around with, like really don't hold any weight. There were there is that one moment we talked about a few weeks ago when they did find that there was in the process of getting a surveillance warrant. People were cutting corners and got sloppy right. and the right was hanging on to that. But it was not really anything that they're saying, oh, this is actually massive, massive uh, misconduct by anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Just a so, minor act yeah, of laziness. Exactly. And so because his whole reason for living has been to defend Trump and shield him and make anything he says true, even if it is just patently false, um, he's basically said, this is from the Washington Post, 
what his reaction to seeing this report was. Attorney General William P. Barr has told associates he disagrees with the Justice Department's Inspector General on one of the key findings in an upcoming report, that the FBI had enough information in July of 2016 to justify launching an investigation into members of the Trump campaign. Yeah, that that is sort of the whole finding, right? That's yeah. the whole thing. Well, the whole thing was George Papadopoulos was saying out loud to an Australian ambassador or official that, dude, these these Russian. I heard the Russia's going to do. They're going to they're going to do some hackery right. with, with Hillary Clinton. Some person then goes to Australian officials. They tell American law enforcement. They're like, this someone seems to think this is happening. If you want to look into it, yeah, all pretty straightforward. Then. He goes on to say why he doesn't really like what Horowitz, who is the inspector general, um, his conclusion. He says that he's privately contended that Horowitz does not have enough information to reach the conclusion the FBI had enough details in hand to justify opening a probe. So he doesn't have enough information uh, see, yeah. about them having enough, enough information, information to that's, justify it. That's why this is wrong, because actually, even though I told him that he needs to look into this and he probably has all the information, right. it turns out, based on his conclusion, that he actually doesn't have enough information because that's different than what I need it to be. Right. It's just very, very alarming, as it should be, because William Barr has been going to places like Italy or London to like talk to other allies. Anyone who, yeah, London, that is alarming. Yeah. <laughs> For an Irishman. No, yeah. no, 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 I'm just kidding. But like going there and like trying to get other people, other uh, intelligence agencies to say, oh yeah, maybe there was something wrong. They're all like, no man, we're all been, we've all been hearing the same thing. We've all been looking at how Russia's become more emboldened and more and more aggressive since 2014. It all tracks. Yeah. We have nothing to the contrary to say. And I think this is where we have to think about what is his next move? Because when he got the Mueller report that said there's all these accounts of obstruction, there's clearly some kind of conspiracy going on. Were it not for all the lying of Paul Manafort and others right. involved, I may know actually how dark this thing is. Right. William Barr came out and tried to get in front of it and just basically lied and was like, yeah, it's all good. This thing's pretty chill. Nothing to see here. Very uh, good. I wouldn't call it a lie. I would call it selective summarization. Yes. Okay. He right, summarized right. three of the 400 pages Yes. Uh, and just focused in on that. Right. That exactly. Was, <laughs> right. So, I mean, who knows what he's going to do with this if he's going to go on and say, ah, this one very narrow part, I'm going to completely blow out of context right. to try and keep this It sounds like going. he didn't even have like the spec that he could blow out into a uh, a huge deal uh, no. to, because he is going back to them being like, just give me a fucking crumb. Yeah. Just give me something. something. Do you know what the, the most, uh, just to give an Irish, or not, not an Irish perspective, I can only speak for myself, but like as an outsider looking in at America and the media and how it's, it's fascinating to watch that it doesn't seem to be the truth, but it's the most compelling narrative and how you present it on air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, and, and, and literally the talking heads Who's the better talking head? Who can who can hold the audience? Because I, when I came here, I didn't know about the two sides of the media or whatever. Like I didn't know. Right, that. right, right. So I'm just flicking through, and like, it's shocking to see how believable. If you immerse yourself in one side, yeah, right, you know how believable it can be. Yeah, right, right. So right. you know, I'd be very slow to label anyone on either side anything, mm-hmm. because this is the most incredible propaganda I've ever seen. Right. And it's endlessly funded. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes its own money. It's yeah. propaganda that people pay for. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's shocking. It's entertainment disguised as news. And yeah. it's just like this fever dream to whip people into a frenzy 
Unreal. Unreal. And you know, the great thing about investigations, right? Depending on which side you're on, just like investigations in general. Right. You want them to be happening to government all the time. What's very interesting to watch right now is that no one, I have a feeling no one's going to go to jail. Yeah. Because these are the lawmakers, right? Right. Yeah. So no, like, it'd be nice to, for the right people to be held accountable, but it's becoming very clear oh, that yeah. no what, one seems to go to jail if they're, if they're in power. Once you get to a certain level, yeah. Like What's lower level, on? you could be made a you know sacrificial lamb yeah. as a gesture to yeah. people to, to say that, yeah, the l- rule of law <laughs> right. works yeah. in some cases. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, and this is why we're like in this other phase, which has become even more sort of alarming is like this legal nihilism that people have. It's like... <laughs> Who cares? Like, what are the fucking laws? Because yeah. even there are people breaking them, yeah. and there seems to be no consequences, or people completely outright disobeying subpoenas or using stupid little counter suits to kind of just delay their ability to be held accountable. It's made people very, very disheartened. Yeah. But I think that's why, at the very least, like, just keep f- doing whatever you can because the second that I think you know the the foot comes off the gas a bit. Oh then. yeah, well you got you got you know you got to fight for what you believe, you know, and uh, it's it's just sh- shocking to me to to watch just people uh, say say growing up in Ireland. So at night on the news, weekly, monthly, or maybe just it felt like that as a kid. Someone was either getting shot in the knees, or uh, a barracks being blown up, or or some explosive device going off. You know, less than a hundred miles or a hundred whatever miles away, and and. Uh, and and now that's that's where it can go, you know. And that, I saw that in Ireland, and then I saw in Liberia, West Africa, with the United Nations. I was doing uh, peacekeeping over there. I saw the extremes where you got child soldiers, people cutting off arms, long sleeve, short sleeve option was your only option, uh, you know, for these and these child soldiers. Just like I don't think people know the capacity humans have for evil, because if they did, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be. The rhetoric people are using now and how they're talking about their adversaries, right? It leads down. A, it's a slow, it's a slow um, erosion of the fabric of society that you don't. You have to be very careful with how you speak about your what you perceive to be your enemy, because you don't need race or gender to be at war with someone. I saw tribes in Africa, you know, attacking each other. I've seen it in Ireland, Catholics and Protestants. I would just, I would really like America to consider that rather than trying to find the differences, just really do reach across the aisle because you do not want the deterioration that is available in any country to happen here. You guys have something special here. No one's done this. No one's got 350 million people from all over the universe to live in relative, with a lot of problems, harmony. Right. Like this is not, this is potentially, I don't want to be too dramatic. Right. But, you know, you, you just, you, the old phrase, powder keg, don't push, don't start lighting matches around, you know, where there's a lot of tension. Because over 10 years, the slow erosion, you won't even see it creeping, guys. Yeah. yeah. And be very, just lead with love, as they say, you know. Yeah. And that's my honest opinion. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it, and it, it is fun. It's, it's fun, you know, to rile up the, the, the far side. But um, long term, guys. Uh, not you guys, but in general, long time, long term, the propaganda machines have to be very careful what they do because once you polarize two groups, it's very hard for them to see each other as human. Yeah, no, and I think that's the increasingly you know? yeah. the sort of yeah. dehumanizing rhetoric that comes out of like the president or people like this. There's yeah. this new thing of like, 
not a new thing, but as the president's actions become more and more uh, obviously corrupt and people right. are holding him accountable, yeah. the rhetoric is also changing to now people who are asking for accountability are subhuman, they're scum, they're whatever. Yeah. And that's that's really, yeah, and I, this is a thing that a lot of people are talking about in this country too because yeah. as this keeps going and going and going, you know, it's the logical end that it plays out to is not, is yeah. not one of uh, not not a good time to yeah. say the least. And we have a very short term collective memory, right? Like, luckily, if you have history in the schools, there's a real good chance that people, you know, if, if history's been taught well in a country, yeah, or at least somewhat honest, <laughs> and, uh, you know, not here. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, yeah. didn't want to say, it, but you know, that could be by design. Right. Oh, it uh, is in in Ireland. Uh, Somehow, that's one thing that I think we do quite well, which is teach history. Mm. But, you know, uh, and, and that allows people to have a relatively good perspective on how things will shape up if you go down a certain road. Right. Now, did that, we still had a civil war. Right. Right. But, you know, well, you, you don't want to be doomed to repeat the mistakes of the past. So. But, yeah, I don't think you're in your schools you're teaching people that uh, the civil war was about a difference in economic uh, systems. Right. Like where people – like here, like in some places, the history of the American Civil War is completely obscured and like the sort of – uh, facets about race or yeah. removed or slavery are minimized and it's like yeah you know one group was kind of doing their thing and then there's, yeah. there's a disagreement and uh, anyway let's move on I think I think as well cause, sorry I think it hurts so much to look at how bad we've been in the past mm -hmm. that it's, it's it, it hurts so you don't want to look at it and you want to kind of glaze over it but you got to sit with it right well yeah and I think an American history is all about sanitizing how bad things we've done have been uh, yeah. how poorly we've treated each other, how poorly we've treated other countries, how we've completely decimated other cultures, other economies. Yeah. It's just it's mostly about like like eye bleach. It's like right. our history. It's like let's just mm. yeah. yeah. It's hard to. I mean, like it wasn't until college I was getting a real understand like uh, understanding of uh, American history or no high school I did have a really great teacher and was like yeah. suggesting to read like a people's history of the United States and you'd be like yeah. oh my god what the fuck is going on yeah but most of the time we're just taught like man America's so chill and everything we've done has just been so great for other people yeah well that's a one, one yeah. question I get a lot just before you move on because mm -hmm. I think you'll like this is basically a lot of people want to know like what do what do people think of America outside America right and I think, thank God, the branding is good. The branding is good. You guys, right. the brand is strong. Yeah. Yeah, America. Got, yeah, because you know uh, a lot of people see this as a refuge for people from all different, you know, yeah. uh, ethnicities. Now, you, you, of course, you have the problems, but the reality is, guys, America is—it's not its foreign policy. It's its 350 million beautiful individual people walking the earth. Trying to do stuff. The foreign policy questionable. I think most right. people yeah. would agree on both yeah. sides of the aisle. Fucked. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and on both sides of the aisle for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. That's interesting to hear from somebody who lived through civil war and a con like a violent conflict, uh, kind of within the nation they grew up in. To to hear that that's something that you're concerned about because that's something that when you talk to people who spend a lot of time in countries that are devolved into civil war they say that like a lot of the signs are popping up in america and people in america are like yeah but i mean it can't happen here and yeah. it might it might not be what you're picturing in your mind but no it's 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 uh it is shocking because it was on it was like i i wasn't directly affected by it but right. it rocked the country so much we couldn't even call it what it was which was you know 
probably some sort of civil war. We called it the Troubles. Right. Right. The Troubles. And it was 100 miles away. There's people, you know, bombs going off and all that, or 150 miles away. And to me, it was another world. But it was in the subconscious, it was just like, wow, why? When you're a kid, you understand there's no reason for fighting, you know? Right. First time you see war on TV, I remember like, I cried, yeah. crying. Because yeah. I understood the depth of it. Yeah. And then over time, you have to distance yourself from that emotion because right. it's too much. Yeah. I didn't live through civil war, just for the record. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but there was civil unrest in the north of Ireland and uh, yeah. it really permeated the, the culture and, and, and really got into a lot of kids' brains early on in Ireland. So yeah. I think uh, as a result of the, the pain maybe the people went through before in the previous generation, now there's a better understanding of how we want to avoid that everywhere. Right, yeah. right, you right. Know? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, there's a study about which pickup lines work best for women that are hitting on men. Yeah. And I, for one, am curious, Miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, the, the brave it. people at, uh, in Halifax, Canada, yes. um, decided, I didn't even realize this is a question of what pickup lines for men are the most effective. They got Halifax up in Halifax. I mean, <laughs> wow. We. <laughs> sound the <laughs> air raid, sound the air raid alarm. Uh, there's okay, so the way they did it, apparently they found that there's they were testing three pickup line styles: direct, flippant, and innocuous. And what they did uh, in this highly scientific study, and I say this with a lot of sarcasm, <laughs> is that they got 130 heterosexual adult males. Uh, to basically said yes every single time. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like a fucking pickup. Like honestly, right. the, to me the a premise woman, is weird. Yeah. It's like, does this is this necessary? Has a man said no? Um, so what they were exactly doing, yeah. has a man ever said no? No, exactly to any kind of positive is that truth attention. Again? Yeah. Um, so it says they were asked to evaluate a series of twelve photographs of women accompanied by a pickup line, and then so when they looked at it, they asked the participant to rate the perceived attractiveness of the woman. The perceived promiscuity of the woman and the perceived effectiveness of the pickup line. Mm. Um, really what they found was direct was the most uh, effective. Uh, so an example, a direct pickup line is stuff like, you want to have a drink together? You have really nice eyes. Mm -hmm. Can I have your number? You're cute. All That's those in, in a row. Yep, yeah. very smooth. Without I listen. find that works too. Yeah. And, You're and, cute. And stare at the chest apparently <laughs> yeah. is what. You, you, got a place, you got a place to stay? <laughs> you got you money got for a, a ring, Because <laughs> I got a straight yeah, in I got for a the kill. Yeah, and then uh, an example of flippant pickup lines is: "Shall we talk or continue flirting from a distance?" Blah. I always see you here. You must be the bar's best customer. Oh god! Since oh you're alone, and, since you're alone, you're... and I'm alone, why don't we sit together? Dude, that makes me want to be single. I'm forever. easy. Are you? That was obviously I mean, there is a control. So I think that I think I think that is actually an example of scientists writing comedy being not a successful way to. Yeah, do I don't know if these are real. Start a conversation, right? And well, then look at their sample size, one hundred and thirty. They yeah. didn't exactly like go into extensive yeah, very research. narrow. Yeah, that's what I said. It's I'm like very <laughs> Let's highly do this more as a conversation starter. Of course, yeah, and then of, innocuous. Can you recommend a good drink? I've right. seen you before. Do you work here? I mean, really, they, the, what they did find is direct were the most successful. Flippant was second most successful. Innocuous were least likely to be judged as effective. But they did say no matter the pickup line, when they rated the attractiveness high, didn't matter what they said. Yeah. 
It was just like, yes, please, I don't know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're very visual creatures, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. hard not what, to. And you, all, do, yeah. do you ever, you're walking down, it's like it's hard not to look at something. You're like, are we allowed to admit that? It's yeah. hard not <laughs> yeah. to look well, at Well, you have eyes. Yeah, right? it's yeah. so How hard. do you not look at it's anything? It's so hard. It's like a, a woman, for me, is the most compelling thing. Mm. Now, obviously, you want to write songs and sonnets. Yeah, I mean that's what we do, right? Yeah, yeah, we create and then we try and get on stage. We try and be funny, and then hopefully find a wife. When you're <laughs> right. But like, uh, like, and then I guess it's the same, the opposite way. It's just, uh, yeah, man, beauty. There's oh, some, beauty is so hard to ignore. Just this idea yeah. though that like there's a need for this study. Like there are women, or I guess. It, it just seems odd to me There's because the way our study. society is set up, sort of just like this patriarchy where the man pursues the woman and that sort of right. been, uh, people are just inundated with this sort of messaging. I'm not, it sounds like a thing that like a lonely men would need this study. It's like, hey, direct is the best thing, guys. You mm -hmm. know, don't be all like, hey, did you see that fist fight outside? That was so wild. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think these two women were fighting over a dude. Anyway, hi, my name's Miles. <laughs> <laughs> that? That's like literally some pickup artist type shit. Where oh, really? It, yes, you talk rather did than- Did you see that? Rather than pulling up direct like, yo, I think you're beautiful, ma. <laughs> <laughs> Have this drink with me. You know, like, like you want- Like six wanna... inches from the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. you, there's like more about just sort of being a little bit more obscure about sort of just a general conversation starter by pointing to another event and then they go, oh no, I didn't see that. And that's more organic. And then you'd be like, anyway, what's up? I'm lonely. Yeah. I mean, I'm Miles. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> yeah, do you ever notice as well when you want to talk, when you really, really, really want to talk to somebody, like you're, you know that this is the one. You Something in it. your brain- Something in your brain literally sabotages you. Yeah. You can't oh, you yeah. can't speak, you can't think. You start opening all the doors, the fridge door, every door, right? Yeah. Just everything's like and and then the conversation just it 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 just it's like your genes know that you are not supposed to mate with that beautiful <laughs> right. person. Yeah. You're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. oh, the, Get out of here. You fry your circuits, you're like, <laughs> I am horny. I don't know. I have to Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's like, it's your sabotage from the inside out. Your genetics don't want yeah. you to win, dude. They, yeah. they don't think you're good enough. The second date I ever went on with my wife, uh, she was like, I kind of realized that, you know, I, I was in love with her, but she like, you know, I, but so it was the, the second day. It would be really weird. But I was like, I love you. Right. But yeah. she, she still talks about it because she was like, yeah, there was that one date when you like couldn't talk and you were all sweaty. And the worst thing, the compound, you know, when you know that they're seeing it. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause it, dude, most yeah. fucking perceptive creatures on the planet. Yeah. Then you start sweating. Like, are you sweating? No. Oh my God. You're sweating. Yeah. And, and then it's it, getting on me. And it gets worse and worse. And Under my no arms. Way, there's no way out, right? Right. The, on, the only thing I think you can do to kind of is a preemptive strike, which is, it's like, it's like before you go into an interview, <laughs> go for a run so your endorphins are up. Yeah. Start like bench pressing something so there's a little testosterone in there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe stand wide-legged with your arms above your head yeah. in some like power pose. <laughs> yeah. And then you walk in and go, hey, uh, do you live around here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, so no. manly. <laughs> yeah. Also, why, why are you holding that those weights above your head? Why are you yeah. chewing raw meat? <laughs> yeah. Just like steaks on your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Hey, these are my new shoulder pads. You like them? They're dripping like blood. They're rib eyes. <laughs> I like your eyes, but do you like mine? Rib, rib eyes. eyes. <laughs> and then you flex. Yeah, dude. Uh, 
and same. You like beef. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm vegan. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. You're but right. that is weird how the universe keeps us in line, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like it knows that you're, hey, dude. This one's not for you. Yeah. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm literally going to make you deaf and mute, and you're not going to be able to hear what she's saying, and you're not going to be able to formulate <laughs> yeah. it in your brain. Right. And you know what? It's you're like you're talking with a concussion the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, am I seeing stars and like... Yeah. Hi. Question for the audience. It's like, gang, does that, does that happen on the other side? Do girls get that? Do they get the same feeling? I'm sure. Like anything, we're human, right? If we yeah. like something yeah, and yeah. we the the possible threat of losing something, right, causes yeah. us anxiety or not to get the thing we want, I'm sure. Yeah. On some level. The thing I'm more interested in is this idea of being hit on. Mm. Uh, because I've only been maybe like a direct pickup line. I remember someone said that to me when I was DJing a party in high school. What'd this, they say? This like girl I was in high school I was DJing a party, she comes up to me, she goes, You're cute, what's your number? <laughs> Really? And I was like, I fucking, I panicked. I was like, I don't know. I don't have a phone. I like walked away. And then yeah, I was like, dude. I was like, yo, give her my number. I would, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm lacking all confidence. You had to give it to her indirectly. Yeah, like, <laughs> she was so direct. I, well, I fried my insecure, like hormonal teen circuits. I yeah. just was unprepared. Yeah. And I just sort of went into myself. Uh, but did, again, did, look. did that did that carry you for the week though? Because when I if I get a compliment, like if somebody says something nice to me, like uh, that I'm attracted to, I'm terrible. It at blows my mind. It'll keep me going for a week, dude. I'm like running extra miles. I'm I'm donating more. <laughs> I yeah. I, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm terrible with receipt just as a personality. Yeah, like yeah. When, if I'm ever get a compliment, I'm like ah, I always mitigate. Right. It's like and that's a thing I'm trying to do less of because I think that sort of betrays my own ability to sort of see myself as being worthy of a compliment. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's get psychological real yeah. quick. Uh, let me get on my couch. You'll be my <laughs> therapist, Francis. Because, you know, I want to feel like I am worthy of these compliments. Right. But inside, I don't want to feel like I'm flexing on people or something like that. I don't know. It Chelsea is, but it Peretti had a great uh, quote in her podcast about how uh, guys, you'll compliment a guy's shirt and that's all they'll wear for like the rest <laughs> yeah. of the year. That is so true to me. That is true. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, yeah. it's a, do you know the power a compliment has? Yeah. Uh, man, you can, and also, you know, it can, it doesn't have to be even a lie. Yeah. You know, like we're talking as if it's a manipulation. You can literally say to something, someone, just a, a nice compliment, like, hey, you know what? You're, you just, you're a great person. I really felt like we connected today. I'd love to, uh, I wish you the best. Yeah. yeah. That, just that little serotonin hit, that cortisol spike in the brain or whatever, I don't know, goes yeah. away. Whatever. It's, mm -hmm. And they, they just, they walk the planet a little better and yeah. then that trickles out like little reverse tributaries into the world. Yeah. Like just because you said something nice, that person walks the earth. Feeling a little better. Making people feel better all day, yeah. dude. Yeah. Go give a compliment. Compliment challenge. Yeah. Go. Do it. But Hashtag. not to Tell me. Tell us how. <laughs> not to me because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Don't, uh, no, not why me, would you like, compliment me? I'm know, a piece like, of shit. That was lucky. Dude. I, I smell don't like, know, like I smell terrible. My, uh, my granny said the best advice is just say thank you and then, and, and smile. Actually, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's and what that I really do, helped because it's so simple, but it's like you don't think of it because you're just too much in a panic about where to put that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. What's something that's overrated? Overrated. All right. I don't want to, you know, be <laughs> controversial or anything. Okay. But, uh -oh. okay, we have gone way too far with oat milk. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. What are we going to milk next? Wood chips? Here we go. Jesus fucking Christ. Adam Carolla has checked oh in. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drywall? This shit tastes like a 
broom closet. How am I supposed to know up from down or the rest of my day when I'm drinking liquid broom closet? Why do you not like oat milk? I think oat milk has been one of the tastiest ones to come out so far. I know. It's thick and shit. Everyone is all aboard the oat milk train. And I there's all these little milk. chunks of oats. I need to. I'm yeah. regular milk. I am there's no too. chunks of oats in no, it. No, they are. They're little chunks. I'm like, why is it so chunky? They're thick. I'm Everyone's saying. Like, it's, it's a thick milk. It's the best thing I've ever had. And everyone's riding so hard for it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're sick. <laughs> it's true. What it's gross. Is, what milk is best milk? Look, in the land of sake. I want everyone to be happy and of course. choose what they want. I'm asking about you, though. I go, I go back and forth between a regular <laughs> milk mm-hmm. and an almond. If you think mm. too hard, if you actually think about regular milk at all, it's putrid and disgusting just ideologically. But um, almond, I feel like, do I actually like almond or was it something I trained myself to like? Right. That's for me. I understand because you think about the dairy process and what that looks like. That's why I only drink drink milk directly from the cow's udders. That's just <laughs> the only way I can guarantee about it. You. Yeah, that's the only way I can guarantee freshness. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of integrity to go through that well, every day. let's just say I've been kicked out a lot of petting zoos. Wow. You've also been kicked a lot on the face in by the your face, cows. Yeah, I've had a lot of terrible <laughs> head injuries from direct blows to my yeah, skull. Yeah, I actually thought that was against the law, but who am I to know, you know? <laughs> I still watch porn on Google. <laughs> on Google, like Google video player, like what? Look, if those two broke girls can keep a horse or whatever, I don't see why you can't keep a cow. Wait, who? <laughs> You know, that show. Two I'm broke girls? Horse in it. You have cable? You're incredible. Damn. All right, 1%. Right. <laughs> Wait, that show, True Broke Girls, is about a horse? There's a horse in it. And also, it's oh. not on cable, you guys. What are you talking you about? You sawed it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's free on a plane sometimes. Oh, right. oh okay, okay. You oh, saw so, it on a plane. Oh, wait, because one of the broke girls is like a heiress or like wealthy person. Isn't that I don't know conceit? the plot of it. That's a I show with Kat Dennings? I just saw that there literally oh. was a horse in it. So it's based on a simple life? They found a horse? I said I said out loud when I was watching it on the plane or flipping through or whatever. I was like, "Hey, there's a horse in it." And the woman sitting next to me said, uh, uh, yeah." I said, "It's uh, well, it's a horse episode." She goes, "No, the horse is always on the show." <laughs> yeah. And that's all I show. know. She's like, "The horse is a permanent fixture of the show." And I was like, "I isn't this New York?" Good to and know. She could not explain. You it. happen to be sitting next to a two broke girls enthusiast historian <laughs> yeah. during the first time that you saw two broke That's girls. Dude, have you ever sat next to anyone that likes the Big Bang Theory? That's all the people that fly on planes. That's yeah. literally who you sit next to. Have you ever sat next to anybody on a plane that isn't watching one of those things? When someone speaks mm. to me on a plane, I am truly shocked. I am like, what? What? People think I have a face. Oh, do you you get chatted up a lot? Yeah, people Uh, are like, "She's ready to hear about my life." I used to, I used to get that a lot on planes, and now I don't know what it is. I think I've, I've never had a conversation. You fixed your face ten years. Yeah, I think so. On my last flight, I was reading and had fucking ears. I don't know, shit. Yeah, racism sometimes works in my favor. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right for then, I'm like, hmm, haha. Don't I don't like to, to anyway. be rude, but I liked. I usually will give, um, you know, a closed-lipped smile mm. like oh. that. <laughs> like Mitch to let him know you're not playing. I'm like, no, like, look, I'm, I'm nice. I want the best for you, but I am also a gremlin, and I'm just trying to sit in my seat. And do not feed me when it's late, and don't get me wet. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take another quick break. We will be right back. 
And we're back! It was only a matter of time, you guys, till McDonald's came out of their uh, scientists, scientific lab kitchen uh, with a chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, I, I think earlier this year we were talking about how franchise owners at McDonald's were like, we're getting fucking killed by Chick-fil-A and right. this chicken sandwich. Like, <laughs> we got nothing. People fucking hate rat meat burgers. <laughs> we need the chicken. Uh, and now so they have a – this is only in a very limited number of markets. Uh, so if you're in Knoxville, Tennessee, or Houston, Texas, uh, and you're Zyking, let us know. I actually want to know. They have the Southern-style buttermilk crispy chicken sandwich. Man, they really – it's everything. It's hint of dill. they got a pickle on it. Ooh. They buttered the bun. They Ooh. know what they're doing. They know yeah. what they're doing. They're trying to come after that Chick-fil-A market, and I need to know how bad or good it is. I mean, so they're going to do this locally. I'll be interested to see if it's one of those things, like with Popeyes, where they roll it out locally because they can't afford to make the sandwich as good as it needs to be mm-hmm. uh, on a on a massive scale. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm trying to remember the last time McDonald's made something that was new, and I was like, hey, you know what? I do it remember when they made that. clever. Such a weird like hardline stance at times that they always cave in on. They go, we've had this menu for 50 years and we'll never have salads. People want salads? Here's 15 salads. Okay, in a cup, though. It's a McSalad (laughs) shaker. (laughs) A McSalad shaker. And then they finally came Just think of it as a milkshake. (laughs) Bunch of old iceberg in a plastic cup? Fuck out of here. With apples, and when they uh, put that salad on the menu, they became America's largest purchaser of apples. Oh, like yeah. they're like little the, harvesty salad or yeah, whatever they had? Yeah, they basically created a doubled the apple industry. I'd love to see the meeting when the guy came in, or I assume it's a guy, the CEO of McDonald's comes in like, all right, we're doing it. They've complained long enough. We're going to make breakfast all the time. Yeah. Sick of having people, their entire YouTube streams of comics just laying into the fact that we don't serve breakfast yeah, right. all day. So we're doing it. And then everyone went, this could, our forefathers wanted us right. to keep the same menu. Yeah. yeah. And then they Breakfast changed it. should be eaten in the morning. <laughs> if there's like they McDonald's constitution originalists yeah. who are like, oh, yeah. they just but, ripped it up. And we're, we're new and hip now. They're and like, then, you're an expansionist. <laughs> and no one cared. People, no. there were maybe a couple tweets that were like, thanks. But oh, it wasn't I was like off, people. Oh, I fucking I started levitating when they brought in all day breakfast. <laughs> I felt great too. I felt like this the one is thing I eat phenomenal. Yeah, I don't, same. I've, I've ceased to eat like the daytime food there. I'll eat the fries, the fries. and the occasional nuggies, chicky mm-hmm. nuggies. Mm-hmm. Don't eat the burgers really, yeah. uh, unless I'm feeling really wacky mm-hmm. and high. But usually, I'm just eating a bunch of sausage McMuffins with egg. Mm. Okay. Yep. I don't think you're alone in that. And then when they doubled it up. Boy, R.I.P. Miles' arteries. <laughs> when they the body. doubled up what? When you could put like two sausage patties, like it was like oh. a behemoth style stacker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also are, I, I saw a billboard that showed that they're selling breakfast sandwiches with chicken on it. No. Ah. That's a new thing with fried chicken. Chicken breasts. Those, oh gosh, it just feels a little wrong to put mm-hmm. an egg on the chicken. Yeah, it's just you know, let's give chickens a little break. Yeah, they and huh? they even like drew attention to the fact that it was like they're like, oh, it's well, like a chicken already... biscuit. Yeah, it's like a chicken. Oh, biscuit. there's no egg. No egg. Oh, and they, but they, the advertisement I saw for it was like, 
here's a yolk of an idea or something like that. Oh, or like, boy. this breakfast sandwich is no yolk. And it was like chicken without the egg, but with the breakfast sandwich uh, bread part. And uh, yeah. The so, biscuit. The biscuit. Muffin. I, it's funny though. The McGriddle. Even though I'm like, oh, that's cool. One of my favorite Japanese dishes is called Oyako Donburi. And Oya means parent and Ko means child, like the kanji thing. So it's literally parent and child rice oh, bowl and it's eggs and chicken. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck I'm talking about? Like, we have a dish that's like, man, fuck this whole family rice bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure they came from the same blood. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get to the real important issue. The one that had Blair's mind working 300 miles a minute. Um, but what holes. happened to Josh Brolin's asshole? Oh my God, yes. So at the end of... Last week, there was a post of uh, this woman who was like named Metaphysical Megan. I'm um, sorry, this made me so mad. Yeah, <laughs> in so many ways. A self-described healer, teacher, and embodied mermaid. Who Bitch. her post went viral because she was basically uh, out here spreading her asshole out to the sun. This saying that we need to get sunlight, UV exposure. Into our UV radiation into our assholes. And she brought the fucking Taoists into it. She's yeah. like, it's an ancient Taoist practice. Yep. Bitch, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, it's saying, according to them, it could <laughs> strengthen your organs, increase creativity, uh, reg- libido. Yeah. Regulate your circadian rhythms. I mean, it's, I mean, who wouldn't, after reading that, be like, shit, maybe. It's what me- everybody says about crystals and shit like that. It's the same. Pitch. Put them on your asshole. <laughs> but the, no, the, the thing like about all this, of the things that they do for oh, you. Oh, all right, circadian rhythms. Et this in itself is not wrong. It's talking about it at all that is wrong. About what? <laughs> like, sunning your if asshole. If you want to sun your asshole, like my, you absolutely go off, slay queen. Okay, yeah. sun but your you asshole. do not just do not talk about it to even one person. <laughs> <laughs> like live your yeah, life. But here's the thing: don't do it because you actually will get a horrible asshole burn. So yeah, like jo- Josh. Josh Brolin. He posted a picture, I think, of uh, this woman's post, and basically said, "Try this perineum uh, sunning that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is do not do it as long as I did." My pucker hole is crazy burned and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using <laughs> aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the paint. I don't know who the fuck thought of this stupid shit, but fuck you nonetheless. Seriously. Now, Wait, I love I how think he was a, like, so now joke, this but... sensitive part of my body that has never, never seen, seen the sun light of day. one time in my life. Yeah. I should probably just sit out there and cook it. I mean, he must have, his circadian rhythms and libido must have been fucked if he was like, I don't give a fuck. My He's asshole like, my might asshole's be burned, but I'm ready to go. But I'm ready to put a bunch of aloe on my asshole. Let me lay some pipe. I don't know. I, burn cream up my ass. I will, I'll try it, but I think it only. I think you only need maybe two minutes at most I don't of exposed that, asshole sun. See, time. this is how it starts. You try and I'm it. not saying it's gonna be good. I'm just saying I need a reason to sun my asshole, <laughs> and I'll say it's because I'm doing an experiment. These people, my God. Also, you're posting about sunning their asshole. (laughs) God, keep some shit. Is there a way to even escalate from there? I don't know. I feel like sunning your asshole. I don't know how you get more like laughable. Why are people always listening to random white bitches telling them what to do about really sensitive body parts? She has dreadlocks and she's in Joshua Tree. I'm saying like Gwen fucking goop. 
Well, I think Gwyneth has that thing where people don't realize that between genetics and a lot of money, her life is the way it is because of that, not because she be rubbing her asshole with crystals. No, but she'd be like, put some jade eggs in your pussy. And then all the doctors are like, no. She's like, okay, steam your pussy. They're like, like no. no. Okay, I'm iron your saying, pussy. <laughs> I'm just saying, why are people out here being like, you know who I should listen to? The fucking gynecologist. <laughs> yeah, like just uh, just this random white woman with no degrees. She oh, calls she... herself a mermaid. Embod- if you ever embodied, call yourself emb- a mermaid, sorry, Valerie Tossi, I love you. Embodied mermaid. I dislike you. Wait, Stop who, who did you just apologize I to? I love to follow a lot of this shit on Instagram, so I'll Do just you be really? real with you. Yeah. What's an embodied mermaid? I don't know. I don't follow any mermaids. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I do follow a lot of like healers and stuff. If you call yourself a mermaid or like if you're a self-described like babe, boss babe, I'm I, out. I'm I try to curate out. my Instagram feed for all positivity. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of like therapist accounts and Hell healers yeah. and like uh, stuff like that. Hey, well, I'm, I, yeah, I commend dogs that work because way better. For you? I'm allergic to dogs, Sophia. Jesus Christ, why do I have to bring it up? Oh, you can follow fuck. an account without touching the dog. Yeah, but it, it, I'm pretty sure that's you can still get sick like that. <laughs> Boop my nose is what I follow. That's a dog account. Oh wow! Your smile was so big when I said that's I a dog. I follow a lot like, of yes. dog accounts because like, their faces up. are right in the camera. Because you're like, boop my oh, nose. Oh, and that's how so they get that love, that double tap on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am smiling really big. I, I can't help it. I'm like, this is a good account. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He. He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.